Hey there, welcome back to another episode of MVP Business, where we showcase leaders who live through their mission, vision, and passion. I'm your host, Steph Silver, owner of Vine Collective, a unique marketing and coaching agency where we meet people where they are on their journey to connect with customers and employees and to navigate their personal journeys to overcome challenges and rise to the next level of their work home, and spiritual lives. Today's guests are Heath Tollison and Kristen McDermott, co-founders of Felix T. Jack, quality men's haberdashery retail outlet here in Wimberley, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So uh, haberdashery in Wimberley, Texas. Tell mm. me a little bit about the journey that got you guys here. I know there's more to it than just loving men's clothing. There's so much of a background that kind of bleeds into what you're doing now, but some that's not attached at all to any of it at all. So, um, Well, I think it starts with uh, a haberdash of love mm-hmm. and uh, kind of get started off with a dad joke. Right? <laughs> <laughs> totally appropriate. I, yeah, right, at, at, at this time in the morning. Uh, no, it started off with um, an idea I had um, probably 10, 12 years ago um, about, just for my expression, for for uh, love for mostly denim. I'm, I'm kind of a denim geek. And um, when Kristen and I met over a year, we're getting about a year, year and a half ago, she is a business developer and an all-around all uh, savant of everything that is business developing. Um, she's, she saw the need and found the space or found the the niche if you you will in this part of the world and Wimberley I think kind of chose us right I, I guess in a sense yeah, yeah. I had been um, integrating myself here for a while and wanted to do more of that and starting business here seemed like the right thing and with your idea it fit mm-hmm. so yes it was part of the journey uh, mm-hmm. for me for sure and I was excited to have something to bring. Oh, well, and 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 then it turned into our personal journey. I, I feel um, just because we we are partners in life um, as well as in the business, so it's kind of like it's turned into a, a labor of love for sure, and kind of like a third child. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Kristen, tell me about your business development background. How does how did that get you here, and how does it play in now? Um, Yeah, so when I was growing up in Houston, I had a lot of exposure to uh, very talented people, amazing art, amazing creatives, um, a lot of intellect. And I think I was very drawn to that and looking to find my place in which I could become that. And um, my family is just loaded with entrepreneurs, so in their own ways, um, but I was able to kind of grab little pieces of what that looked like to um, to be independent and self-sustain a, a business and how to kind of get some of those processes going and what was required. And so at 19 is when I opened my first business. That was a coffee shop in San Marcos, Texas. Um, I think it was a year or two after I started college there. And there was a coffee shop that was closing down, or I think at that point it was struggling and we were expecting it to close down. And I definitely had my eye on that because, again, growing up in Houston, just fabulous coffee shops, music, art. And 
I saw a great opportunity. Um, it seemed simple. It uh, at the time presented itself as a very uh, low investment startup, and it's what I wanted to do. So that ended up being very rewarding, very successful. And from there, I just kind of never stopped. And as things presented themselves or as ideas came into my brain about, hey, well, you could take this and you can create this as a business and create a platform in which you can thrive and make money and uh, and also, you know, provide for others. Um, I just I kind of kept taking that every single time something would come up that seemed to be the right fit or the opportunities would be laid out in front of me. Um, I think I was prepared for them, and it kind of turned into a lifelong career of starting companies. So <laughs> That's fantastic. So you were 19. I have to ask this question. I'm sorry if it's uncomfortable. Did your family have money, or did you have to get a loan? Because that's, that's the scariest thing is starting the first business and not knowing where to go. You said your family's entrepreneurs, so that helps. But how... How did you make that first leap? Um, there was money that was made available to me um, that did help significantly with some other business startups and uh, having the comfort zone to do that. At 19, um, well, I have to give a little credit, not a little, a lot of credit to my grandparents who um, grew up very poor, uh, had a farm in Brenham, Brenham, Texas. They came into some gas money. So they were helping me get through college um, and were able to provide a small amount because that's honestly all that was required mm-hmm. uh, to, to get the coffee shop going. Um, I had some savings, um, certainly because I didn't have to pay my way through college or have other expenses that I was worrying about. Um, but I never looked for handouts. You know, right. any time anyone provided me any money, it was, I'm going to pay this back. And... Um, I, and I did. And very quickly, the coffee shop within the first year was making money. And so I was able to kind of get out from under that obligation of, um, to me, it feels like an obligation when you when you owe somebody mm-hmm. something or when they uh, support something and then you and then you make money off of it. You know, I just I want to feel very independent. Um, so it's a twofold. Yes, I was blessed to have some support in that way. Um, but that's not what I ever relied on. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with yeah. us because that's a lot of times that's the question is how do I get from A to Z? <laughs> yeah. It feels like a huge leap for some people. For some, it, it, it's easy. Sometimes you have to ask, you know, and sometimes that's the scariest part is asking for a little bit of help here and there. Mm-hmm. So Heath, Mm -hmm. your background before you started the uh, Felix T. Jack is um, all of this plays into what the what you guys do now. Mm -hmm. But um, yours is a a little bit surprising for people who may not know you as well in your um, your career. Yeah, I've 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 dabbled in a few things here and there. Uh, At one point, I was a touring singer songwriter um uh school thought that i wasn't cool enough to hang out they're like you got to go to class if you want to <laughs> hang out i was like well i don't know if that's uh if i agree agree with that it'd be in 22 so um did that but went went back and uh, uh i i actually had my master's in mental health did about five semesters of uh, 
a PhD also in mental health and uh, was on the track to for high, higher ed. Mm-hmm. And and that was that that was my goal about uh, probably five years now, probably five five or six years ago. And it's funny how things change and how um, you I wouldn't call it a pivot, but just you real you realize uh, or or being open and present enough when things present themselves and when opportunity goes. Hey, if you're going to do it. You, can, you know, you've had this idea. Let's uh, let's see where where it goes. And whenever um, life puts the right people in your corner, um, some someone asks us um, one one time, I said, like, "Well, why didn't you start this or do this idea prior?" I'm like, "Well, because I, I didn't have the right partner." Mm-hmm. So, and and with anything in life, whether it's relationships or business or friendships or anything, it it takes two. And and when you finally get the equation um, going, that's whenever uh, the good things start to happen. So, so yeah, um, um, I like to think I'm a jack of all trades and a master of absolutely nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned earlier you had this uh, this passion for denim. Mm-hmm. Where did your, or when, did your uh, interest and passion for, for clothing and art come in? That came from my father, uh, Bob. And um, my father is a very influential part of my life and where, where this came from. The shop's actually named after his dad, uh, who was named Jack Felix Tollison, but uh, didn't sound very marketable. So <laughs> had to flip, flip some things around there. Sorry, sorry, Jack. Uh, but um, he was the one that taught me just the basics. And and he, um, uh, um, the joke why he quit farming was he didn't like to get dirty, mm. <laughs> which he, he, he still got very Dirty, but um, but he, he he was the one that was just like, hey, you got to have a foundation, and you got to have, and that starts um, that that starts with self, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, as 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 my journey uh, went on with uh, through expression, mu- music, art, uh, literature, thing things like that, I developed my own kind of principles and sets from 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 that basic uh thought that 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 he bestowed and um denim man it's just it's just it's an american icon and it's 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 so just classic and it's and 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 there's just so much passion that goes into it and and from a mental health point of view some of the best denim on the planet is flawed. And that's just because of the slow pro- process or the looms it's made on where they're over a century old. Right. And, and these little flaws are some of the most desired qualities in that particular fabric. And as human beings, um, some of the things that we think are our uh, flaws. Like I have a, did not, uh, I stutter. See, I just did, <laughs> just, just did that. And you're going to hear it throughout this podcast. Um, but, and I struggled with that for, for years and I'm still self-conscious about it, but it's part of me and it's part of who I am. And, and some folks, uh, Kristen, I think, um, kind of think it's a little endearing and, and a, a very unique quality. So as 
flawed as we are as hum, human beings, some of our um, some some of the most unique things about us are those little things that we might think are flaws. Same way with fab, fabric. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where where that came from. And and if you look good, you probably feel pretty good, and vice versa. Yeah, you know, we were talking about theater earlier because I have a background in Acting. theater. Woohoo! So do you a little bit. And <laughs> I um, just it popped into my head that I never really felt like I was in character until I put on their costumes and their, their shoes. Mm-hmm. And once I had the shoes, the hair, the makeup, the costume, then you really feel like that oh, character and yeah. you can become and embody it. And that's kind of what we do every single day is we put on the costume that we want to be seen in mm-hmm. out in the world. And sometimes that's, you know, um, you're pajama shorts and a tank top (laughs) and that's the costume you want to wear and you're okay with that but sometimes you you know you might spend an hour on your hair and you know you make sure that everything's prim and and proper and exactly how it needs Mm -hmm. to be so that costume you put on every day you get to choose and that's what you guys help absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. So how did you make that transition from meeting and saying, well, you're brilliant at business and you're, you know, like, how did it go from like Sparks to the shop? Well, the, there were dossiers that we had to exchange and, <laughs> and credentials and things like that. Um, no, um, our, we met very naturally. We met at lunch one, one day and, um, and, and everything that we've, and, and of course, Kristen, please jump, jump in here. But um, uh, it's been very just kind of natural, and everything, even even some some of the 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 struggles, and with just starting a, a business and starting a relationship, um, we've been able to sit down and communicate, and 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 get to kind of the the heart of the matter and that's so important with any kind of relationship mm-hmm. and that's 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 the I'm I, I'm beyond grateful that I have a partner that not only I love and respect but that I know that it we're going to get through it and that's so that, that that's 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 just um uh, it's such a weight it's a it's a weight that is well welcomed but it's also a weight that is shared uh, at least from my point of view mm-hmm. Yeah, and you'll notice Heath is the emotional, fun one, and I'm like the very technical, by the books one. So our answers are gonna, you'll get like both sides of the, across the board. Um, Thank we, you for, for acknowledging that. Yeah. Um, we were also both in a place, so where we were in a transition phase. Okay. And um, so I had, you and I were talking earlier and you had mentioned that you were in this transition phase of kind of ways of thinking, what do you want to do next? And I had just gotten out of a, a marriage as well and had in the course of trying to figure out, you know, how to take care of the kids and kind of what I wanted to do next to refine myself um, had put pause, hit the pause button on some of my bigger projects I had been working on and stepped away from some of the really demanding work. And so I kind of had this nice little space to breathe and allow for something new in. And I was asking for it. Mm. I didn't know what it looked like specifically, but I, I knew I wanted to be... Tall, dark, and handsome. Tall, dark, and handsome. Where? 
the list the list was a lot me? longer and you did actually hit all those points by the way I did. So, mm-hmm. yes thanks babe. but um no but uh, just as far as wanting to uh to be creative again and not that i wasn't in what i had been doing but uh just to kind of to learn something new you go through processes for so long it can almost become stale and it's mm-hmm. uninspiring mm-hmm. um it either just becomes too easy or it becomes a little exhausting because you're not firing off mm-hmm. all cylinders and um and yeah and so when i when i met heath and wanting to be uh, more integrated in the community and wanting to have a creative outlet wanting to have a business partner because i had not had a business partner in forever mm-hmm. and i was craving that um and then he brings this fabulous idea, which was going to demand that I learned a lot, but then that I could also go back to, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, reutilizing the skills of just the the organization and the and the technical day to day stuff, which I think is so fun, of getting that plan in place and sorting out. Okay, here's step one, step two, step three, and um, and getting something launched and off the ground. And so, and Heath was also in the transition phase of wanting to do something different, mm-hmm. looking for where he needed to be. And so it was really just great timing um, that it all came together. Right? I, I agree 100%. And um, uh, um, another fun fact, uh, something I've dabbled in for a long time, um, I'd, I'd studied and, and sold fine wine and craft spirits for mm. o- over 15 years and got a couple of levels of that. And I was just, man, I was tired of selling booze mm-hmm. and was was really starting to take notice, uh, which is still a journey for, for me and a str- struggle, my relationship with al- alcohol and how that affects um myself and 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 just the world around me and so was 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 looking for a a way out so to speak because it's uh, the anyone that's worked in uh the re- you said you worked in the res- restaurant biz I, I i did too in college and and after it's a hard life mm-hmm. and it's a late night life and it's and if you're not careful and if you don't have boundaries um in place it's a very destructive life and so again i i i had this 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 idea for this shop kind of in my back pocket and when the opportunity allowed itself and shared it with kristen she was like well you know we can do this Mm -hmm. and my and my first response was was um well, we're gonna probably take this and that, and it was, it was kind of one of those hold my beer and watch this mo- moments, right? <laughs> and then we're open in like four or five five months. I was like, wow. So, and that's all her. So, yeah. Sometimes um, the best partnerships are the the dreamer and the practitioner. Mm-hmm. You have to have that that balance of somebody that kind of pulls you along, and the and then the other one who kind of grounds. But it sounds like you're a dreamer as well because mm-hmm. you are very optimistic to say, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. You're not like 
digging in the heels saying, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. no, she is. I mean, she's she, she's been a big part of mm-hmm. the dream itself, for sure. Absolutely. I don't give a lot of attention to the to the drawbacks. Um, I call it pessimism. <laughs> Someone in my family, I won't name names, calls it real being realistic. But I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I think we can really focus too much on the what ifs on the negative side Mm -hmm. and therefore you dismiss the opportunity for you know the gifts to be received for all of the all of the right pieces to fall into place Um, because they often are if Mm -hmm. if we just are willing to see them and take advantage of them and be prepared one of the things talking about Kristen's perspective from dreaming she has a very um very spiritual approach and a very worldly approach to anything she brings into her close uh to her per person and the and that's been uh uh a joy to learn about and to share and there is a process there is there is a process for everything that we do as creatures right and and to learn and to incorporate those those pra- practices and learnings and share those is a very important part of a part partnership mm-hmm. and and learn and learning how um it just gives it just gives you a great perspective and um, i have i have learned a lot from Kristen on just again the business spirit spirituality so many facets so we talked a little bit about um you know what it feels like to put on and then like go into your day with mm-hmm. the confidence of feeling like you've you've selected the right ensemble. <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about what it looks like for cause someone can come into your shop and just say like I want that and that, but they can mm-hmm. also make an appointment to to talk with you about you know what how they would like to feel mm-hmm. in their world. What is that? What does that process look like? Well, I mean, I think it comes very naturally. We haven't really had anyone schedule something privately outside of business hours, but I think we uh, have experienced that Mm -hmm. with people walking in. And it's someone that does come in. Sometimes you can tell they're maybe a little uncomfortable or it's not where they're used to shopping or they don't know about the clothes. Um, And with Heath being as friendly as he is and as willing to really bring in all of the other aspects of the clothing. It's not just about making the sale. It's Mm -hmm. about finding out who they are and how is your day going and, um, and just learning a little bit about themselves, their families, and, uh, and then kind of trying to figure out what would work for this person. And so when those opportunities present, it typically looks something like this. The guy walks into the room. He shops around a little. There's some chit-chat. All of a sudden, there's maybe this pair of jeans and that shirt that are pulled off the rack. He goes into the dressing room. And before you know it, there's 20 different items being thrown in. <laughs> and there, you know, and then there's the strut back and forth through the store. Kristen has seen strutting. I have seen a lot of strutting. Um, it's really cool. And you can just start to really feel... Um, how these men are and even and women as well because we do have women that buy our clothes and I wear our clothes um but how how they're kind of you know just feeling it and touching it and moving around in it and and they're like yeah this this feels right this feels right and and you can see their face light up Mm -hmm. and it's and it's just it's like they found something within Mm -hmm. 
themselves. It truly is, you know. I mean, the clothes are great, um, but that is the truth. That is the experience oh, yeah. we've right witnessed. Thing, yeah. Right yeah. Well, I from to 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 go off those points i'd love kristen that she said when those opportunities present themselves and any chance you get to um for we as humans to take the chance to invest in ourselves Mm -hmm. is a big step and it's scary it's daunting it's sometimes exhausting but some sometimes it's effortless too um, and, and yes, those op- opportunities are fascinating to be a part of and to work, work with. And we, we were talking about, um, a he- hero's journey, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and you always need a Gandalf or a Yoda or some, mm-hmm. something like, like, like that. Right. Um, and we wanted to create a space where someone could come in and be present, um, in, in, in our space to crib. Kristen curated uh, the rooms and she owned an art ga- gallery in Columbia, Missouri in a for- former life. And um, the paint paintings are all there. They're from um, they're be- beautiful pieces, but they're from one artist. Oh. And so you get to experience his jur- journey as well. Mm-hmm. So um, everything just kind of cor- correlates in there. And, and again, going back to that idea of if you can invest in yourself, by being present enough to, to invest in what's around around you, if you can invest in yourself, you can by inve- investing in a quali- quality gar- garment and take taking that chance and the op- opportunity, then you can invest in your community. You mm-hmm. you can invest in your partner, your kids, your best your best friend, your work, whatever. But it all starts with take, taking that that opportunity to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's some something I th- I I think that we have curated, um, and still want to continue to grow with that idea of invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because take the time to feel good and confident and present mm-hmm. with, like you were saying, the, the uniqueness mm-hmm. of yourself. Whenever um, I was doing my my uh, grad hours, I I led men's groups at the jail in Lubbock. Texas and uh, they were fascinating and I would come in and have my pre- presentation on and these guys are like man you know you got a date tonight man. where are you going Did you just come from the board boardroom player and I was like nah man it's Tuesday and I'm like well what's what the hell's Tuesday and it's like no this is how I feel on the inside guys yeah so we we would fo- focus on uh, art Poet, I've never heard more slam po- poetry than I, I did That's with the, awesome. in those three semesters. But uh, but um, yeah, just just being able to express the outside or the inside on the outside. And you know, sometimes the opposite too is true. That sometimes the, on the inside you're not feeling Ooh. your best self. And if you can, I mean, you don't want to hide it. Like you know. Uh, talking to a mental health professional here you don't want to hide it stuff it down but sometimes you still have to show up with confidence oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so if you can put on the outside mm-hmm. how you want to feel on the inside they can affect each other absolutely i mean um um how would you add what what do you think um with do you think Kristen, that some sometimes the outside can seep into the end and, oh yeah, and, and, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
not I'm sure I've had times where I have felt uh, a lack of confidence or sadness or any of those things and and you just get dressed and you go regardless of how you feel um but I know more recently that for me, it's like I work from home a lot, sitting mm-hmm. at a computer. I think for I, I got into one project for a while. I was literally at a computer 12 hours a day for a month. Didn't even ever get out of my pajamas. <laughs> and that has a major effect on how you then are able to step out into life. And um, yeah, just being having the need to wake up and go, okay, today I need to put on clothes and put on makeup. And present myself to the world and go have conversations. I mean, it's just an immediate change and shift in how I felt physically, mentally, in every Mm -hmm. single way. And so, yeah, sometimes you do have to force yourself to um, present in a way that you don't necessarily feel uh, for the sake of adjusting your mindset. Sometimes um, the best partnerships are the the dreamer and the practitioner. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to have that that balance of somebody that kind of pulls you along, and the and then the other one who kind of grounds. But it sounds like you're a dreamer as well because mm-hmm. you are very optimistic to say, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's go." You're not like digging in the heels, saying, "Wait, wait, wait." Stop. Oh no, she is. I mean, she's she she's been a big part of mm-hmm. the dream itself for sure. Absolutely. I don't give a lot of attention to the to the drawbacks. Um, I call it pessimism. <laughs> Someone in my family, I won't name names, calls it real being realistic. But I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I think we can really focus too much on the what ifs on the negative side. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you dismiss the opportunity for, you know, the gifts to be received for all of the all of the right pieces to fall into place. Because um, they often are if, mm-hmm. if we just are willing to see them and take advantage of them and be prepared. One of the things talk, talking about Kristen's perspective from dreaming, she has a very, um, very spiritual approach and a very worldly approach to anything she brings into her close uh, to her per- person, and the, and that's been uh, uh, a joy to learn about and to share, and. There is a process. There is there is a process for ev- everything that we do as creatures, right? And and to learn and to incorporate those those pra- practices and learnings and share those is a very important part of a part partnership mm-hmm. and and learn and learning how um, it just gives just gives you a great perspective and um, I've I have learned a lot from Kristen on just again the business spirit spirituality so many facets so we talked a little bit about um you know what it feels like to put on and then like go into your day with Mm -hmm. the confidence of feeling like you've you've selected the right ensemble (laughs) um so talk to me a little bit about what it looks like for someone can come into your shop and just say like i want that and that but they can Mm -hmm. also make an appointment to to talk with you about you know what how they would like to feel Mm -hmm. in their world what is that what does that process look like Kristen, what do you think that is um well, I mean, I think it comes very naturally. We haven't really had anyone schedule something privately outside of business hours, but I think we uh, have experienced that mm-hmm. with people walking in. 
and it's someone that does come in. Sometimes you can tell they're maybe a little uncomfortable or it's not where they're used to shopping or they don't know about the clothes. Um, and with Heath being as friendly as he is and as willing to really bring in all of the other aspects of the clothing, it's not just about making the sale. It's mm -hmm. about finding out who they are and how is your day going and um, and just learning a little bit about themselves, their families, and uh, and then kind of trying to figure out what would work for this person. And so when those opportunities present, it typically looks something like this. The guy walks into the room. He shops around a little. There's some chit-chat. All of a sudden, there's maybe this pair of jeans and that shirt that are pulled off the rack. He goes into the dressing room. And before you know it, there's 20 different items being thrown in. <laughs> and there, you know, and then there's the strut back and forth through the store. Kristen has seen strutting. I have seen a lot of strutting. Um, it's really cool. And you can just start to really feel... Um, how these men are, and even, and women as well, because we do oh, have yeah. women that buy yeah. our clothes and I wear our clothes. Um, but how, how they're kind of, you know, just feeling it and touching it and moving around in it. And, and they're like, yeah, this, this feels right. This feels right. And and you can see their face light up mm -hmm. and it's, and it's just, it's like they found something within mm -hmm. themselves. It truly is, you know, I mean, the clothes are great, um, but that is the truth. That is the experience oh, yeah. we've the right witnessed. Fit yeah. The right yeah. Outfit. Well, I from to 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 go off those ones. I'd love Kristen that she said when those opportunities present themselves, and any chance you get to um, for we as hum humans to take the chance to invest in ourselves mm -hmm. is a big step and it's scary. It's daunt daunting. It's sometimes exhausting, but some, sometimes it's effortless too. Um, and, and yes, those op opportunities are fascinating to be a part of and to work, work with. And we, we were talking about, um, a he hero's journey, mm -hmm. right? Um, and and you always need a Gandalf or a Yoda or some mm -hmm. something like 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 that, right? Um, and we wanted to create a space where someone could come in and be present um, in 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 our space too. Kristen curated uh, the rooms, and she owned an art ga gallery in Columbia, Missouri, in a for former life, and. Um, the paint paintings are all there. They're from, um, they're be beautiful pieces, but they're from one artist. Oh. And so you get to experience his journey as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, everything just kind of cor correlates in there. And, and again, going back to that idea of if you can invest in yourself by being present enough to, to invest in what's around, around you. If you can invest in yourself, you can by inve investing in a qual quality gar garment and take taking that chance and the op opportunity, then you can invest in your community. You mm -hmm. you can invest in your partner, your kids, your best your best friend, your work, whatever. But it all starts with take, taking that that opportunity to invest in yourself, mm -hmm. and that's some something I th I I think that we have curated. Um, and still want to continue to grow with that idea of invest in yourself. Yeah. Because Take the time to feel good and absolutely. confident and present mm -hmm. with, like you were saying, the, the uniqueness of yourself. 
whenever um, I was doing my my uh, grad hours, I, I led men's groups at the jail in Lubbock, Texas. And uh, they were fascinating. And I would come in and have my pre- presentation on, and these guys are like, man, you know, you got a date tonight, man? Where are you going? Did you just come from the board boardroom playa? And I was like, nah, man, it's Tuesday. And I'm like, well, what's, what the hell's Tuesday? And it's like, no, this is how I feel on the inside, guys. Yeah. So we, we would fo- focus on uh, art. Poet, I've never heard more slam po- poetry than I, I did That's with the awesome. in those three semesters. But uh, but um, yeah, just just being able to express the outside or the inside on the outside. And you know, sometimes the opposite too is true. That sometimes the, on the inside you're not feeling Ooh. your best self. And if you can, I mean, you don't want to hide it. Like you know. Uh, talking to a mental health professional here. You don't want to hide it, stuff it down. But sometimes you still have to show up with confidence. Oh, yeah. So if you can put on the outside mm-hmm. how you want to feel on the inside, they can affect each other. Absolutely. I mean, um, um, how would you, what, what do you think um, with, do you think, Kristen, that some sometimes the outside can seep into the end? And, oh yeah, and, and definitely. Get... Yeah. Uh, not, I, I'm sure I've had times where I have felt uh, a lack of confidence or sadness or any of those things. And, and you just get dressed and you go regardless of how you feel. Um, but I know more recently that for me, it's like, I work from home a lot sitting mm-hmm. at a computer. I think for, I, I got into one project for a while. I was literally at a computer 12 hours a day for a month. Didn't even ever get out of my pajamas. <laughs> and that has a major effect on how you then are able to step out into life. And um, yeah, just being having the need to wake up and go, okay, today I need to put on clothes and put on makeup and present myself to the world and go have conversations. I mean, it's just an immediate change and shift in how I felt physically, mentally in every mm-hmm. single way. And so, yeah, sometimes you do have to force yourself to um, present in a way that you don't necessarily feel uh, for the sake of adjusting your mindset. Mm-hmm. A couple, uh, I guess it was last year, somebody told me, uh, another one was like, oh my gosh, the, I, we are never wearing heels again. Like 2020 saved us <laughs> from the need to ever wear heels again. And I looked at her with sadness. <laughs> I was like, please tell me they're going to continue making heels. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to put on my heels and lip. Like, I don't wear lipstick. You know, like, if I put on lipstick, mm-hmm. I am serious about that evening. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, my fa- favorite time is when Kristen's, uh, she's been, she, she she found this little shoe maker and uh and Greece. in Greece, yes. And she has like like four pairs of shoes from 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 this uh this this little shoe shop now. And and it it's it just just the expression and the excitement of when new shoes come in is <laughs> is some is so uh it's it's wonderful to experience and then it's like okay, we got to find uh we're going out to 
the co- coffee shop. Let's go. I'm wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting on my good shoes. Yeah. My my favorite shoes. Sometimes your favorite shoes are not necessarily the expensive, most oh, no, beautiful no, shoes no. either, or the most comfortable. It's like mm-hmm. somewhere in between that just matches, like you said, matches the inside. Like right? this is inside me right now. Yeah. Um, which you can see in a lot of bejeweled Texans as well, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> How much time you got, Steph? <laughs> we'll go into the psychology of everything. Um, so the other thing that we should talk about because we talked about like purchasing new things mm-hmm. with the, the shoes and when something new comes in but you guys are also really passionate about slow fashion Ooh, so not yeah. everybody knows what that is um or the importance of it so mm-hmm. talk to us about those things and why you've fallen in love with this um old, well new for concept. me for me it is that i am very um environmentally conscious i love the planet i love our rivers if I had it my way, I would be out in hiking boots every single day, sleeping in a tent. But, you know, that's not possible right now. So, therefore, when I learned about more fully, and I didn't even know as much about this until I met Heath, but how uh, the fashion industry is, I think, still ranking as the mm-hmm. second highest cause of um, waste in the, in the world, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's very sad. Um, as far as even thinking about just when you buy, you're, you're buying all these things, you're buying, buying, buying. And I shop at Target. I'm, I'll admit it. Like I'll go buy a t-shirt or a simple pair of shoes or whatever. And, and there's a need for that. But to be in the mind frame of constantly buying things because they cost less that don't last, mm-hmm. um, that end up filling up your closet space, that create that clutter, that uh, create the clutter of the mind, in my opinion, that mm. goes down another rabbit hole. But um, and then all of it does end up in a trash can. Mm-hmm. Um, there's You get the holes in the shirts. They stretch out. It's nothing that you want to even donate for goodwill or charities. Mm-hmm. So um, it, to me, all in all, doesn't make any sense um, because at the end of the day, you actually end up spending more money. Um, you are not really as confident in those clothes. And then you create so much waste that is absolutely destroying our planet Mm -hmm. so there's my interest and that's why i'm behind what we sell 100 Mm percent absolutely um with Kristen's, uh um one of her her she she is was a builder and uh homes development things like that and a big fat facet and a big push for her development was environmental and how to uh, make, make it as as how uh, what, what would you call it, call it um, low impact yeah low in, mm-hmm. low in, impact and I'd always heard the term slow fashion and just my re- readings and blogs and whatever um, but when we when when you kind of peeled back the layers there, yeah, it is insane how much waste mm-hmm. goes chemicals, chemicals mm-hmm. and just um, like uh, a, stu- a study showed like three out of five garments wind up in a landfill. And when you start to put- I wonder within what time frame too, because like I know my ex-mother-in-law would, you know, invest, you know, hundreds of dollars into 
a nice shirt from mm-hmm. Nordstrom or whatever. And, and she knew that when she did that, she would keep it for 10 years because it's a classic yes. garment. Yeah. Um, and then she, you know, shops at thrift stores and estate sales mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and, and loves the joy of those unique gifts. But, um, but then, you know, when you have little kids and mm-hmm. they, you know, every six months you have to buy new clothes, Absolutely, like can I buy yeah. a $200 garment for these little ones? Um, and maybe you can't, but if you look at the cycle and maybe where you're getting things mm-hmm. and just like take up that quality, uh, just a, a notch above what you think, then you can pass it down mm-hmm. or you can share right. it with your friends or you can have a group of people within your, you know, family or, or friend set or school mm-hmm. that you can swap clothes around so you can invest in that higher quality garment and know that, you know, it's going to last even five years seems like a lot for Absolutely. little kids stuff. But I look in my closet and I still have stuff that I've had since college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not all high uh, quality, but I know that if it's not like, you know, rags, that I can make something to do <laughs> yeah. something well, with it. Well, and, and there's a, not an art argument, but, 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 a um, a train of thought too, that I mean, can, ev- can everybody afford, um, uh, you know, a, a certain price bra- bracket of clo- clothing. And no, that's that's the sim- simple truth of it all. And you can't look down upon some somebody just because they can't afford a, a mm-hmm. you know, a $50 T-shirt. But um, what I think that 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 can help is going going back to that idea of just being pre- present and knowing what fibers are mm-hmm. in um, your clo- clothing? Can they be upcycled? Can they be recycled? Uh, wool is ag- actually a very and inexpensive fab- fabric that is incredibly dur- durable, and um, we have some partners that use hemp in their clothing uh, because it uses a third less wa- water mm-hmm. than cotton. Um, so it's just kind of small, small things like, like, like that, then that can for sure help. It's not, it's not an a- answer. It's a very small bandaid on a very, very large wound. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's a start. Well, the other thing in that is, um, understanding that you you're, you don't have to fill your closet full of all of the quality garments mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can invest like one at a time like oh, absolutely. back yeah. to my mother-in-law's example you know she would once a year get one thing good for herself and then before you know it you know our lifetimes are longer than we realize hopefully most of the time so before you know it you have a closet full of quality garments Mm -hmm. that you've invested in no I think it's more about understanding knowing now that you go and you pick up a shirt and you look at the tag and you look at what it's made of and where it's made and and it and you can't help now but think we can't Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this basically polluted one entire river to where mm-hmm. now you can't step into it without your skin falling off. And it was made with um, basically slave labor. Yep. And and you start just processing all of that. The and, you, and then of now everything. it's just like, yeah, I can't, I can't. Or buy if it. I wash it, I'm going to get microplastics into the local. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I did have one other thought too um, is that talking about not being able to afford it. And of course there is a place and a time uh, for needing the inexpensive disposable clothes. I just think that it's become um, relied upon too heavily mm-hmm. by society. 
and and especially with amazon yeah for sure and and but the the thing is is that you hear and and this could apply to a lot of different businesses one you always hear the support local well of course we understand the reasons for that you know if we're if we're putting ourselves out of business we're taking away our our ability as individuals to own businesses giving all the power to the big corporations and i'm i'm a capitalist i have no problem with corporations but i think there has to be that balance maintained and if we're relying too heavily on that, uh, specifically because of the price points, uh, which we have been doing for long enough now, that to create, back to the clothes, a, um, a very nice garment made from a small farm, made from cotton grown from a small farm, um, made, handmade by the owner of the company themselves and maybe a couple of their buddies, now that cost us so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, when my grandparents were growing up, they were making their own clothes mm-hmm. from the cotton fields that were just down the road. And that was the least expensive exactly. way to do things. And so why does it cost more now? And so for me, too, it's about the movement of, hey, if you can afford to just for now spend $100 on this shirt, it is going to last. We, we already discussed mm-hmm. the benefits of that. But the more and more that we start to support that again, Mm -hmm. to support those fibers, to support those clothing makers, the less it can become. It's so expensive now because we have given over all of those resources to the fast fashion industry. Mm -hmm. And we need to create a movement again to get back to where we were and we can have something that is actually sustainable. Um, And unfortunately, that's going to take time. But yeah, it's it's not like I said. It's a it's a it's a small band aid. But if if and that's one thing that's that that's been a, a real gen, genuine um, passion for the shop is you using that platform when folks do come come in and they're like, well, what's slow fashion? What mm. you know? It's it's being able to you, you know add educate a little bit and to um again kind of pull back the curtain of this whole um ideal system of of getting back to a a very centralized local if you want to call call it that but just this mindset of of a plus b plus c and the ripple effect Mm -hmm. that 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 can cause mm-hmm. and does and does cause and 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 the harm that can come with, with that but all, also a lot of good yeah and then all of that is about uh, awareness mm-hmm. and, yeah. and education and you know starting with small things i just saw you take a drink of water out of your stainless steel canteen and it <laughs> reminded me that very similarly we went from what put water in a bottle and sell it that's crazy you can just you know get it out of the tap to everybody having plastic bottles to now people realizing uh-huh. a lot of people not everyone of course but investing in a possibly $50 water bottle that's gonna last you absolutely so yeah. long is gonna save yourself and the planet mm-hmm. so it's it's hopefully it's a very similar um, thing that you know that we mm-hmm. as a as a society and as a you know a um, species can learn and transition back to <clears throat> what's best for for the whole 
and not just convenient. Um, what was simpler, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just run to the faucet. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, I know. Right now, it's like, well, we got to test for <laughs> you. Got, you got to get your iodine in there. It's like, a hold, hold on, hon. I'll, we'll get you your your water in a second. <laughs> yeah. um, there's actually uh, one one of our partners um, out, out of San Antonio. Mario has a shirt that's made from 100% re- recycled water bottles. Oh. He he found found a fa- fabric that um, um, was uh, re- re- recycled from that. So it's crazy that um, um, and a blessing too that that there is enough initiative out there that folks are like, okay, well, we're going to canteens. We got all these wa- water bottles left over. Let's find. What do we do? Yeah, how do we clean up those rivers. Yeah, let's 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 find a use. So, so how do you um, select the products that you carry? You talked about having one artist, and I was actually looking at your website. Like, oh, I wonder how much that. Like, I need that <laughs> in my um, in my house. So um, you have art in there mm-hmm. uh, and and other trinkets and and obviously lots of you know wonderful and beautiful clothing how do you select what you bring into your shop well the art uh, is an artist that i had worked with in the past as mm-hmm. he had mentioned and to me there was a full story within the collection of works that we have they were over a period of decades uh, every the, the the work that's in there you will see was done over a period of decades and you kind of see the story unfold which to me reveals um, even without knowing anything about them, sort of the mental transitions that mm-hmm. this person yes. went through. And for me, and any, I think more than anything else, starting businesses, whatever it is, is that I want to create a space where people feel, where they, mm-hmm. they have an experience, they get some sort of um, emotional, intellectual um depending on what business it is, even maybe a physical sort of response or engagement. And I want them to feel comfortable and uh, and to really walk away feeling like some, they, they've been enhanced. And that's not always about necessarily buying something. Mm-hmm. It's just about, I mean, my, my door is the same way at home. It's, it's open. Please come in, have your coffee, relax if you need to. We've got people at the at the shop that come uh-huh. in just to work. They don't come in to buy anything. They become mm-hmm. friends and they come sit at our table with us and mm-hmm. get their work done. And so to me, it's it's the environment and creating that. And, and with the art specifically, back to that, is um, it's not – each piece isn't necessarily everyone's cup of tea. But people stop and they look and mm-hmm. they feel something. And some of the pieces that are in there, honestly, I don't necessarily, but I can get this sense from it, you know, talking about the spiritual aspect of of business is sometimes I don't need to know what I'm doing or I'll, you know, look at data or, well, would this be more desirable or is this more in line with uh, what our client base wants? It's like, no, this is what just needs to be here right now. Mm -hmm. I can feel that. I can sense it. Um, and let's implement it and see what happens. Right. And we did that with the mm-hmm. art from the beginning. I mean, we had, we've removed some pieces now. <laughs> we had some pretty, some pretty interesting pieces there that I even caught myself a few, a few times. Sorry. I'm a little, a little giggling here. Um, uh, just, just staring at it going, huh? <laughs> and, and uh but but it just like she said it stirred an emotion right. uh-huh. and and it it caused me to be in the moment and be very very pre- present and very cognitive so um but yeah 
Yeah. And I mean, sociology and psychology, I think, are really the driving force behind everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and wanting that to, one, I just think it's so important to be in tune with all of that. But uh, it's very fun to Absolutely. utilize those formats with your, your internal social experiments and just see what's going on. And ooh, what if I just put this piece in here and let's see what, what happens, you know? And <laughs> well, the, no, the, the biggest comp compliment that every, everybody come comes in, the first thing that they say is just how well designed and laid out everything is and how the flow just, just throughout the entire store come, comes in. And that's all Kristen, right? Right there. She is very in tune with that. Again, that kind of psychological and, and, so social flow of of the aesthetics that's a that's a hit word right there <laughs> um um and then as far as far as the clothing for me um uh, some of these brands are brands that i have followed for years um but also too i have a rule of thumb that i've i'm 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 kind of adopting now and actually just if i can't call them and and like talk to someone either the own uh, owner or what I I don't I'm I'm I don't do business yeah um, there was someone that came came in that um, and uh, I'm not going to say the brand but uh, we've been approached by some 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 very nice brands of 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 garments and they're like yeah this will be a great fit here and everything I'm like well can you tell me how the shirt was made well i think it's ordered organic cotton well can you tell me where it's made well i would have I was like sorry and sales rep for the company yeah, coming in yeah like the yeah and just like you can't tell me just the basics now and and so if i can't per personally or or if we can't per personally have a relationship with that brand then it's not it's not gonna be a fit for us because that's one of the things that makes our store so special is everything in there has a story and everything has um personality and vision behind it Mm -hmm. and and if i can't make a connection and if if Kristen can't make a connection with those brands and those pieces then it's it's not going to do it's not going to do our ethos any good Mm mm-hmm well, and then it becomes very sterile too. Yeah, it become just boring. another one of the other men's shops that you can find not nearby. Uh-huh. But you know, <laughs> um, it, it become it becomes very much like your this shop's the same as the next shop, the same as the next yeah. shop, and, and yeah, and sterile is a great word for for that um, because yes, we are a retailer, um, but we're also storytellers, and we're also friends, and we're also. Um, members of a community that has an amazing story to go with with it so being able to contribute to Mm -hmm. to that and and hope hopefully um bring people to wimberley and to be to share that story with is 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 very powerful and and there's also a response 
ability that comes with that, I I feel. You just said bring people to Wimberley. You know that now half the locals are going to oust us. <laughs> <laughs> they have to come and spend money and stay in the B&Bs and, That's and right. do yeah, all yeah, that yeah. thing. And then go home. Go home to their... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Everybody around the world is listening. You can come visit, but you can't stay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I, I mean, we love our little town, and we like the, how quaint and wonderful and beautiful it is. Uh, and it is so full of art and magic and spirit and, um, and all all the things. It it is a very unique and beautiful little town here, in Wimberley, Texas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it, um, uh, uh, small town is what I is what I grew grew up in, and to be a part of a small town and to be a part of such a a close knit community is very re- rewarding mm-hmm. and very um, I don't know just close to my heart <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I went to we're uh, at the radio station here. We're recording community pieces right across mm. the hall, and I don't know. It's like, is it lunchtime yet? Um, <laughs> I, uh, breakfast for pizza. I pizza just recently moved, and so I wanted to go out and get something to eat, and so I came out by myself. And I'm not a shy person, but um, I sat at the bar. I introduced myself to these lovely ladies that sat next to me. They are new to town. We had a blast sitting next to each other. Then they left, and I went out to listen to some music. And I met like ten more locals and the owner of the restaurant, and you know all these people. And I'm like, I love small towns. (laughs) But I just had this whole immediate network of friends just going out to dinner one night. Um, Of course, you still have to, you know, know that everything you do everybody will know for the rest of your life <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why i'm uh, I, th- I think that's why we moved some art pieces uh-huh. around <laughs> some of them became a little much for me too i'm like okay this is intense i need this out now just but at least the jolt was there for a little while exactly, you know? exactly. got we us can... through the mornings exactly like, oh <laughs> my gosh chaos all right <laughs> so what's been your greatest challenge uh in like you've had so many businesses so you've been through the starts and stops and and um and deciding to close the doors i mean sometimes that's the hardest part and sometimes it's the best part <laughs> of having a business so now that you have this business here in Wimberley, um is there a, a challenge that you think you've come up with like you said that Communication is mm. great, so it's been uh, nice. Uh, We've actually addressed a question similar to this yeah. before, and I'm trying to think what had come up. Well, we, we got a new uh, um We've learned um, how to duel at 20 paces. Uh-huh. That's that's uh, that's been fun, um, musket style. Um, I would say the biggest challenge I would uh, is is right right now. I guess for uh, the shop is translating the experience to an on online pla- mm. platform, um, and and because it's that that's one thing that you get when you come into the shop is you get a personal experience and you leave with one too, and so being able to translate that in a means. Um, that someone who can't get to our wonderful community, um, but being able to translate that Mm -hmm. and to still where, when, when, when they hit the buy button that they leave with an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just about the 
quality craft right. product. It's about the entire experience. I mean, I mean, we have faces for raid radio here, right? No, you do right, not. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But believe it or not, we got get some nice smiles going on here. So um, I, that's some, some, something that's been on the ra- radar for sure. Um, for me per- personally, just um, I've learned so much from Chris and um, I've never owned a, a business. I've always been the, the worker bee and um, the challenge of stepping up into a role to where not only you have to be, you just, I mean, it's just a completely div, different mi- mindset and you can be as fun and, and, and whimsical as your personality, um, can be or is, but also, also at the end of the day, you gotta, gotta, gotta cinch that belt on tight and be a business professional. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a wonderful, um, transition for me. And also with my per- personal life, just overcoming um certain uh just 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 certain hinders and and removing weights that you know you drag with you for a while to be able to become this 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 kind of new version of yourself Mm -hmm. has has been an amazing transition i'm a butterfly (laughs) in a chrysalis of life whatever but um but what about you charisma well, for me, with this one, I would say the biggest challenge has been patience. I don't believe it's the word. I feel like I've had a lot of patience and I have full faith in the you business. You have lots of patience, dear. <laughs> <laughs> but I, maybe there's a little sense of anxiety from time to time, um, more than I have felt in other businesses. Certainly, there's been startups I've done where I've had to pull a loan and we had to have doors open by a certain time period to start paying back the loan. And, you know, those kinds of things are very stressful. But um, once the doors got open in the past, for me, with anything that I was venturing to do, um, very quickly, there was a lot of activity and the return was very fast. Like the whole, you have to wait three years to see your return on your investment as a standard. I just would always kind of turn my nose up at that the more and more I began businesses because I thought, that's never been my experience. I mean, mm-hmm. with a low, low income startup with the right product and then growing with it and investing as you go has always worked really well for me. And I think within the first year, it was already in the green. And with this company, it's been very different. And not to say that what we're selling isn't, it's just different. It's a different beast. It's retail, it's clothing retail in a small town where we've gone through some major climate changes just in um, the economy, politics, climate. It's Mm -hmm. been hot as heck. So um, lots of things that have put the pause button on sort of that exciting, like, yeah, today it's working, it's working. And, And so, yeah, I think that has, this is maybe the first time in my life that I have really had to sit back and go, hey, this one might be a two year or a three year um, you know, return before you, you really start to feel the effects of, of all the hard work put in. Um, and that's not a bad thing that that's just, well, I have, I have, I have a question now. So what, what, um, with, with, with your approach in the past, um, are, are, are there any similar aspects to the way that you've approached our comp company now? 
um, that that are, are is anything familiar with 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 the approach that we've done? Um, it's much simpler, really, because oh, okay. there's a lot less involved. I think, and just because of the nature of it, there's. Um, a less demand of time. I mean, being there and having the shop open and kind of taking care of the day to the day to day is it's there, but it's simple. Whereas in the past, you know, it was a, a coffee shop or a restaurant or something along those lines where no matter what's going on in the world, people are still going to go out and buy their coffee and they're mm-hmm. still going to mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. Right. And so it's just like floodgates are open. There's mass chaos. There's, you know, a hundred people coming in and out of the door every single day. Lots of inventory, lots of, um, uh, employees. Constant movement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And you just don't have time to even really think about, um, the oh no's, right? Like stuff comes up, of course, but, um, and, and then you're, and then you're getting that gratification of seeing sort of the, the income and then of course expenses, but then the income and then, and so it just has a much different feel. And then, you know, and in real estate construction and design, um, it, that's a different animal altogether as well. Mm-hmm. Those are longer processes, but, you know, certainly within a year timeline that you're turning things around, the, um, the value on those is higher just in terms of, you know, that, that collection of payday. And, um, and so in clothing retail, yeah, I've had to shift my, my mind, um, into, um, feeling like what I'm doing is paying off and I know it is, but it's just in, in, in comparison to, other yes. businesses, it, it demands a mind shift. Yes. Yeah, kind of those quicker turnarounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Ed, here's something cool. Yesterday, we've been open for eight months. And Ooh. that's, yeah. And and just the amount of progress we've made in eight months. We're bring, bringing in five new brands for the fall, uh, win, winter. One of those being our own. Oh, and, really? And, um, That's exciting. Very, very exciting. And just some, and, and folks are actually you know, on a national community are learning who we are and that's and and that's just amazing and and the partners that we do have um i think is a testament to that mind shift and that um uh just uh, again what we what we have to offer i think as a collective and as uh, part partners folks really grab are are beginning to grab gravitate towards and mm-hmm. and that that's the biggest compliment that you can get mm-hmm. oh absolutely well, i know you guys are going to be successful because of your your spirit and Aww. your ten- tenacity and understanding of um human nature mm-hmm. and and your, well, thank you. your commitment to that. I really, I, you know, we've met before, but I've loved digging in and, and learning more and hopefully we can do this more. I want to just remind everybody that you've been listening to Heath Tollison and Kristen McDermott, co-founders of Felix T. Jack here in Wimberley, Texas. Please go check them out. Uh, the, uh, the, Website does mm-hmm. not have the full brand experience yet. Um, <laughs> hey, it's but, pretty so good. Go in. No, no, go, yeah. the, the website go in is there great. And feel it. You've got to sit down at that that table that came from your family mm-hmm. and uh, feel the spirit that's in that building and, and with you guys and, and get to know this um, awesome community. So thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. And thank 
you guys for listening to MVP Business. Today's guests again are Heath Tollison and Kristen McDermott, co-founders of Felix T. Jack Men's Quality Retail. If you're listening on KWBH, the complete story can be heard on your favorite podcast apps or at missionvisionpassion.com. The mission of MVP Business is to dig deep into the lives of true leaders so that others can follow, knowing that the path is not always easy, but the journey is worth it. So enjoy the day and live with passion.